Mr. Pizza is based off a uh, pizza place in what's called Mystic Connecticut. And it's a pizza place called A Slice of Heaven. Now, Julia Roberts stars in this particular film called Mystic Pizza. It's like pizza in Mystic Connecticut. That's what this film is based on. And we're going to take it minute by minute to figure out why we're talking about pizza in Mystic Connecticut. Anywho, does anybody want to start us off with a very interesting story? We've been watching Super Train. We have been watching Super Train. Well, we watched the first... Uh, the pilot movie. Yeah, the pilot movie. In multiple... Have you not heard of this? Mm-mm. Okay, so uh, in like... What, what year was that from? 78, I'm thinking? Yeah, it sounds about right. Okay, so uh, NBC wanted their own love boat. And <laughs> they were like, can we do a show like Love Boat? But on, like, an atomic super train. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. So then they built this giant train set. And, you know, they built all these models and, you know, all very expensive. And then it lasted nine episodes. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, and it's, like, the... It's actually, like, five more than I thought it uh, <laughs> yeah. lasted. It was, like, the most expensive <laughs> television show ever made. Really? Yeah, yeah. At the time, I guess. Whoa. Because yeah. they had to build uh, the entire, like, uh, well, they used existing train tracks, but they had to build an entire train for it, right? Well, no, I think, like I, I think there's, like, multiple things going on. Because the train itself, the super train is, like, super wide. It's, like, at least as wide as, like, two train tracks laying next to each other. Although it's showed as being just, like, one giant track. Yeah, well, you can fit a swimming pool on the super train, but also on both sides of the swimming pool, there's uh, hallways. So the hallways are on either side of super train yeah and what's in the middle are like the dance floors and the swimming pools yeah there's like a discotheque yeah there's a gym in there yeah. why would they actually build this did they not understand you can make sets it of didn't things? really make sense why <laughs> the oh, okay so, no, so there's there, there's a set and i think they basically built like a full car like for oh, the set my... and then had probably had some interior sets too but for like exterior shots they had to have you know a full-sized one because there's some people clamoring around on top of the train towards the end of the episode. Uh, and then they also had these model trains, and I assume that those model trains were probably on, like, regular train tracks, so the super-wide train was just scaled down to... So, you know, it's, like, maybe waist-high, mm-hmm. but, like, on just a regular-ass train track, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, these models... Okay, so one of the executives of NBC, and this almost put NBC under, by the way, because uh, also... The next Summer Olympics, uh, the 1980, and, you know, NBC's big into their Olympics. Yeah. Um, Munich. We boycotted that one. Is that what one it was? The 1980 Olympics. And so, like, the two, the Super Train and the loss of Olympics revenue, like, almost put that channel under. <laughs> and so the, the <laughs> one of the NBC execs was so frustrated with it that he uh, broke his toe kicking one of the model trains. Because <laughs> I guess he thought it was just, you know, made of, like what model stuff is usually made of, but it turns out it was made out of, like, steel. Yeah. You know? Because yeah, it was, dream. like, one of the most expensive props ever built. You know? <laughs> no, Super Train was good, though. I enjoyed Super Train. It was the a first, funny uh, movie. The pilot movie. The music was great. Yeah, the music. Uh, it was really, like, a fast-paced Super Train. Like, there weren't a lot of, like, lulls like mm-hmm. there are in shows like that. But it was very the, the love boat. Like, if you've seen that. Yeah. <laughs> 
Like Super Train was actually packed. Like, and... like sometimes they would just like throw away an entire like action scene just to go on to the next action scene. Like mm-hmm. like uh, if they needed to solve a problem, like guy in a box, <laughs> like scene over. It was also very pre nine eleven because like at one point uh, there was like a bomb in a suitcase and somebody like accidentally throws it off of one of the. Uh, they had like balconies on this train, <laughs> on this super fast train, which makes no sense at all. Mm-hmm. But one of them had, like, left it teetering on the edge, and it went off the back and then blew up, like, further down the track, and they were just like, not our problem, you yeah. know? Yeah. Well, not going to tell anybody about that. <laughs> Wait, when, the one about when the train has to return over that stretch of tracks? Where's this train going? Yeah, it's, I was a little confused. Are there multiple super trains? Because this track is definitely specially built. They, they in fact, yeah. say that it's the first the- cross-continental... Uh, track that they've built since like the track would in 70 have to years be or something like uh, like triple wide, I yeah. guess, right? It's like basically a triple, triple wide, wide. Train track, yeah. And uh, the one that they're going to in the uh, pilot movie is going from New York to LA mm. in 36 hours, which is like not even that, yeah, fast. right? Even that means it's, they're going like 100 miles an hour or something, <laughs> like that. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which is hardly like a cruise or anything. Like, if you're gonna like take a trip on the super train. Like, you're going to want to be on the super train for a while because there's a discotheque, there's a gym, there's a swimming pool. Well, I think the way it works is you get on the super train at night, you go to your room or whatever, you you get settled in, go to sleep, and then the next day it's just all fun on the super train. Mm -hmm. For one day only. Yeah, and then then you go to sleep, and then the next morning you get off the super train. Yeah, well, that's a whole lot of, like, super fun you're having in a very short amount of time on the super train. But is it about the... is it about the people who work on the super train? Well, yeah. So there's like, okay. So the there's people there's recurring characters that work on the train, and then there's like mm-hmm. a rotating cast of characters that are riding the train, just like on Love Boat. You know, and yeah, Grey's like, Anatomy, is bringing like, that like celebrity guests. And stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so like, uh, but there was also just like a lot of weird politics to it. Like, there's this one scene where they have all these girls. They were like train bellhops or something. <laughs> they're, they're wearing like. Like bellhop uniforms, but then super short shorts. Well, of course, right? And then get in the way of their. At the beginning, like while they're getting, yeah. Well, at the beginning, while they're getting like ready to go, the manager of the super train has them all lined up, and he's like, he's like, bellies in, tits out, (laughs) looking good. Like my only problem is I'm in love with all of you. Yeah, yeah. Now and they're off, like, "Oh, great!" <laughs> now off to work, employees. Yeah. No, yeah. no laws protecting me from this. And, uh, and the, the doctor. No, that guy was great. The guy who played the manager, uh, he was uh-huh. just like, uh, like he wasn't a very good-looking guy or anything, but he's just like the. Uh, he was getting it left and right. Yeah, though. he was getting it left and right. This manager of the Super Train. I always said, um, or I said when we were watching it, that if they ever re-made uh, Super Train. John C. Riley should step in. For oh yeah, <laughs> as the uh, manager of the super train, he'd be like, "Oh, by the way, girls, I love you all." You know, and like his weird Steve Brule voice. I think that I don't. I haven't even seen the show or this character, oh, but that already train just is, makes sense. It's pretty but. great. Yeah, and there's that scene with the doctor. Yeah, uh, yeah. So they walk in the, the, at the beginning. The manager is like walking the length of the train, making sure everybody's like ready to go. And so that's when he sees the girls, and he checks in with the guy watching the pool, who is just himself lounging by the pool, mm-hmm. uh, you know, enjoying it. Got the best uh, location on the super train yeah. to work. And then, and then he goes into the doctor's office because apparently you need a doctor on a super train. Uh, and the doctor and the nurse are just like pouring themselves drinks. And yeah. 
And she, and the nurse goes, uh, to sickness. <laughs> well, no, the doctor says first he, uh... Oh, like, sprinkle that on your liver. Yeah, yeah, they, like, clink their tequilas together. And then, like, the bellhop's there, too, or something with them. Uh-huh. Like, the bellhop's hanging out in the doctor's office, getting drunk with the doctor. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they clank their glasses together, and the doctor says, sprinkle this on your livers. And then she responds, uh, here's to sickness. Here's to sickness. <laughs> <laughs> Super train. Anyway, uh, this is the Mystic Pizza Minute. <laughs> Yeah, uh, well, this is a podcast in which we uh, analyze and watch and go through the uh, the we, entirety. Yeah, we watch Mystic Pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, one minute at a time. Uh, Mystic Pizza was directed by Donna Petrie, stars Daisy and Cat and JoJo, and uh, I'm John Windsor. I'm David Holford. and with us today we have back on our show, Caitlin Fontecchio. Caitlin Fontecchio. <laughs> And uh, you might so, remember from like what minute fifteen was it? Fifteen, yeah. sixteen, or, or fourteen, fifteen, something around there. Something in the the middle of where were you? We're were you in like, the bar scene? Yes, you were at the beginning of the bar scene. I was halfway through. I didn't get to see the bet into uh, him actually throwing darts at the dartboard. Right, he yeah. made the bet, and then or the cool pool montage. Or the way cool pool montage. Yeah. Which, when you watch it like it's in its entirety, well, not minute by minute, is just so much cooler. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know that we just... I don't even remember the pool montage. <laughs> oh, wait. Exactly. Oh, wait. You mean the playing pool we. in a bar yeah, not not a swimming well, yeah pool. no i definitely was like when did they get into a swimming pool yeah, not, not the when kind did pool. that happen not i don't the kind remember of pool they have on the super suits. train that's <laughs> funny because like every single episode of mystic pizza minute that we did about that pool montage i kept having to clarify at the beginning of the episode this is not a swimming pool <laughs> it's, a, it's a billiard scene because everybody kept saying pool over and over again. They're like, so they're in the pool and they're jumping around. And I'm like, no, not that kind of pool. You know what would be cool? Uh, a billiard-themed swimming pool, right? It's like shaped like, you know, it's got like green on the bottom and there's like... It's got to exist. Little hot tubs, like where the, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. the cups are. And then just have some like pool ball colored beach balls like floating around. If they it. don't have that in Vegas or something already, then somebody's missing out on a fantastic Somebody who got really rich playing pool. Yeah. <laughs> that's, I'm that's sure there's somebody that. somewhere with like a pool table painted at the bottom of their pool. Yeah. And there's just like a pool pool. He's it's like, a pool hey, hey guys, jump in my pool pool. <laughs> you play pool and swim in the pool at the same time. There is no pee in ool ool. <laughs> <laughs> I prefer to keep it that way. So, anyway, today we are on minute 33 of Mystic Pizza, and, um, Holford, do you want to tell us what happens in minute 33? Okay, so, uh, basically, um, uh, oh, Daisy's looking out the window, uh, Mm -hmm. while Charlie is paying the bill and, you know, dealing with that kind of stuff. Yeah, she's looking at that boat called Brilliant. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. And then he comes over, and she's like... Which one of those boats is yours? And he... Uh, a 62-foot well, he masted says, schooner. He says, first off, it's his, <laughs> his father's boat, which, yes, it's a 62-foot, two, uh, two two-masted schooner. Uh, uh, and then a, immediately upon revealing that, long kiss. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's just like, that's my inn. Yep, yep. Talking about my dad's boat. Well, she was <laughs> she was establishing that, too, because she's like, I'm not going to kiss this guy until he tells me that he's rich enough to have a boat that we can... Ride into the sunset together on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's, it's a very transactional relationship in a weird it, way. 
I that's pretty much all I wrote about. So like, <laughs> so, so she's like in it for like the money, and I wrote down that the like this is everything Daisy wants apparently. Yep. But mm-hmm. um, because she just wants to get out of Mystic and like you know, and rich he just guy. wants to bang a hot girl. Well, yeah, and he wants to <laughs> not just bang a hot girl, but like possibly do a little bit of uh, class tourism. Yep. Because, yeah. Like because he's, he's the one. Uh, Rewatching that bar scene, it became very clear that he was the one that had like initiated this like field trip into like the poor people's bar mm-hmm. because he clearly has some sort of fascination going on. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I don't know. It's probably so rebellion we, against his parents because they definitely don't want him like. If Daisy hadn't the been there, girl. I bet he would have taken some other girl from that bar like out on this date. Yeah, you know? probably. Who do you think it would be? Uh, I don't know. There weren't a lot of girls in that bar. <laughs> like, come to think of it. No, yeah, he just picked the only girl in the bar. Uh-huh. Who didn't have, who didn't have Bill, like, draped over her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, upon rewatching uh, that bar scene from Mystic Pizza, uh, there's this one part where, like, Vincent D'Onofrio is just, like, she, he's got Lily Taylor in, like, a chokehold. Because he's just, like... Very Bill, romantic. Bill has been, like, super grabby at, like, four different parts of Mystic Pizza. And, like, now I just discovered another one where he's just, like... He's, like, enveloping her body with his mask. But she loves it, because that other... She described that part about... I just think his wrists are attractive, or whatever. Yeah, she does love Bill's wrists. His thick wrists. So That's just thick just with two loves C's. when he, like, you know, strangles her with them, like, romantically. Right. <laughs> They're kind of starting to talk about Bill like he's, like, uh, kind of like Bluto from Popeye. Like, I think he's trying to... I, I think he's supposed to be a lot bigger than Vincent D'Onofrio is in Mystic Pizza, you know? Mm. Like, when they wrote him, he was just, like, giant seaman. Yeah, and then they that got, makes sense. Then they got Vincent D'Onofrio, and they were like, oh, good enough. Like, let's just keep the words in. Like, we don't need to change anything. Or or let's just cast somebody really tiny opposite him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because he's definitely, like, a foot shorter than the other two. Yeah, Lily Taylor is pretty short. So anyway, um, yeah, so... So uh, wait, wait, uh, so then, during the kiss, there's an electric guitar of what I wrote down as Cat Scooter theme. Mm-hmm. Did anyone else notice that? It was the same music, but like a cheesy, like, power ballad guitar rock version yeah. of it. I imagine they're reusing a lot of, uh... Well, it's like a... Throughout. Yeah, well, it's, a, it's like the theme. It might be the Mystic Pizza theme. Well, the Mystic now. Pizza theme is the, um... As the mandolin theme. Are we positive of that? Which you hear twice so far. This is the second time we've heard this song, though, and this is a different song. This so could this be your character be, song. Uh, this might be their family song because they're sisters, Cat and uh, Daisy. Oh. And I think the, uh, the mandolin. Uh, Aruja I think or the, whatever. Arujo. Arujo, yeah. Arujo. Yeah. yeah, did you say that part yet where he uh, kissed uh, Daisy and then he says Arujo? Like he says like her name right. Yeah, because the only reason he was having a conversation with the mother in that other scene was to establish how to say your name right so I can, like, like pull it out and be like, isn't that romantic? I'm not an idiot, and I know how to say your name. (laughs) Right. So this part, it's like, yeah, like a little nod to the viewer, like, uh, this guy's been doing his research. (laughs) With one line. (laughs) Now pronounce Daisy's uh, last name right. So then they break off the kiss. They give each other, you know, a sheepish little grin. Mm -hmm. And then cut to next scene. Cat works at a planetarium. Cat works yeah. at a planetarium. <laughs> Twist. So yeah, the, the scene cuts to stars, which you think are stars, like in the sky, but really they are stars in this planetarium because it pans down onto some like projector lights from a planetarium. And Cat is uh, like standing where the DJ stands uh-huh. in the planetarium. <laughs> yeah. <you know>? Planetarium <laughs> so DJ. At the laser shows. Yeah, yeah. She's uh, standing where they, uh, you know, 
where the speaker stands, and she says, you know, she's giving a lesson about the stars in this planetarium, and she says something like, the sun and the stars are still used today by sailors at sea, and she doesn't say much more than that, but she's giving a lesson about the stars. And, uh, yeah, since you mentioned uh, laser shows already, I wonder if she hosts laser shows. Oh, I imagine. Also. That has to be. Well, were they even doing that back then? Mm, 78? Were they doing laser Eight, shows? No, 88. Plan- and, and, yes. 78. I, actually, I was thinking of a super train. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but in, um, in Freaks and Geeks, they go to a laser show, and that's mm-hmm. in set in 1980. Yeah, and I mean, I'm just going to assume that Freaks and Geeks is historically accurate. So, well, it would make yeah, sense absolutely. because the old Wanamaker building in Philadelphia with their laser show, I think that was an established thing. That's like, mm-hmm. my mom would be like, "Oh yeah, their laser show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I took your brother there or something." So, so do you think on like you know weekdays, you know, Cat is in there giving lessons about uh, you know stars and stuff? And constellations, and then like Friday nights, she's just like uh, the DJ at you know. The... I think they probably got somebody else to do that. Yeah, I guess so. Although, does she look? She does she look like somebody that loves her job? Up. By the way, she just like belongs there. As soon as I saw her there, I was like, oh, that totally makes sense. Yeah, like the cat works in a planetarium. Well, the, the very like, I got very a job end. talking about telescopes. The very end of that minute, she starts to say like the joke of like, oh. Pirates and people would navigate with the stars. It's not like they could just stop at a gas station. No, which she goes them. on from there, but it's like she probably says that joke every single time, and she seemed pleased as punch to say it. Yeah. So she must love her job and every opportunity to say stupid things like that. Yeah, not to uh, not to discredit Cat so much or anything, but uh, the very smart things that she's supposedly saying so far aren't all that smart at all. <laughs> no, yeah, it kind of sounds like super uh, common knowledge. Like, like you know, like when uh, a little kid gets really obsessed about a certain topic and they'll study it and stuff, <laughs> and they'll just be like, "I know all the state capitals." Like, yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah. like, I'm an explorer now. Yeah, <laughs> some and, tigers have white and black stripes. Some tigers have orange and black stripes. Well, she's the smartest one of her friend group, so, mm-hmm. you know, maybe her expectations or her, she thinks she's like stellar and all this stuff, but really she's smart by like smarter mis- than, yeah, smart by association. Smart by mystic mean? standards. <laughs> mystic standards. <laughs> also, Sorry to uh, any smart people in mystic, right? <laughs> <laughs> I also wrote about this um, planetarium uh, sequence. You know, it starts with like a shot of stars in the sky. So, um, you know, supposedly those are, like, real star placements and real constellations and stuff. We should get a hold of, uh... Mr. Neil deGrasse Tyson? Neil deGrasse Tyson, uh, future guest fact of... Check. Future guest <laughs> of Mystic Pizza Minute, and, uh, get him to fact check. Oh, uh, man, he'd tear this movie a new one. He might tear this movie a new one. But so, wasn't it, uh, like, Orion? It was, like, Orion's so, belt, most recognizable? As it pulls was it up there? <laughs> I think that was, like, as it panned away, it was like, that's not really Orion. I it's thought I saw one of the, uh, thought I saw one of the dipsters. Maybe that was it. Was it the big dipster or the little dipster? I don't know. I don't or know the, the big difference. one. The little one's really hard. Those to are find. the worst constellations. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's like a big spoon and a little spoon. But like, not even a good one. It's like bent at the end. Yeah. Like that, that soup's gonna fall out of the spoon. It's like it's a ladle. <laughs> Look, there's a bucket next to it. <laughs> there's the mop. <laughs> Um, and then at the very last second of the scene, uh, a door behind uh, Cat uh, opens in the wall of this planetarium. 
And Amanda appears to be uh, Tim Travers holding a, a kid that we can only assume is Phoebe. Unless uh-huh. he stole another kid just to impress her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. she obviously loves kids. What, this yeah. isn't Phoebe? Oh, uh. <laughs> I just love kids so much. Wanna <laughs> no, go out with me? Could you babysit this kid too so we can hang out more? He comes in and he's just like, I told you to stay on the porch. <laughs> Did I find you here? Yeah. Uh, but no, uh, I assume that's him. Contextually, that makes sense, but uh, yeah, I didn't. Uh, we only get a that, snippet of it. I didn't notice that that was him at first. So uh, now Tim Travers is stalking her at work. Yeah. Well, no, they're like friendly. This, like, uh, to me, this is the most successful. Even though the, even though he's married, which I keep. <laughs> he's married. He just hired her to be a babysitter. Wait, like, where uh, is the wife? In England. Why forever or like? I think for work, it's implied. What do they? Why? Yeah, why Tim Travers they... wife. I don't think they ever specify. She's just in England. Well, yeah, because she's not important. She would get in the way of this affair. People yeah. would feel too bad if she had a character. Yeah, she's developed. not there because she would get in the way she's of the, the story wife. of Mystic Pizza. She chose her job over like loving her stay-at-home husband, and now mm-hmm. he's wandering. What did she expect? <laughs> now he's going to wandering. Yeah, but yeah. His uh, relationship with Cat right now is if like uh, somebody's dad just started hanging out with like a high schooler. Mm-hmm. Just like, yo, why is your dad hanging out with, like, you know, like in, Betsy? Like in uh, that movie, American Beauty. Yeah, like in that yeah. movie, American Beauty. So Tim Travers is a little bit like uh, Lester Burnham. Mm. Damn, you knew that? Oh, wait, you guys just watched it the other day, didn't you? <laughs> well, like, damn, do... you knew that name? I would have just said, oh, yeah. uh, I had to do. Uh, I had or... to watch uh, American Beauty, uh, by the way, because I was doing research for my, uh, my new script that I'm working on called American Beauty 2. <laughs> Yeah, I bet him fifty dollars he couldn't write a sequel to American Beauty uh, by the end of the year. See, now that's yeah. a, that's a fifty dollar bet. That's that it's going to be good. American Beauty I've Two. Heard of Here's how apartment. I know that American Beauty Two is going to be good, and uh, you know uh, because uh, American Beauty One, the first one, the original, mm. it uh, it won Best Picture of the Year. And like I actually didn't even know that I was like do- I was doing my American Beauty two research. So it I won a few that. of them. I didn't had to it? research American Beauty, and that one the like, Academy it, fucking loved that. It won yeah. like five hundred awards, yeah. including the best picture, the best movie ever made. <laughs> American Beauty won that, and it's like, have you seen that movie recently? Was it ninety eight? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, something like that. That sounds yeah. good. Best movie ever made, nineteen ninety eight. <laughs> American Beauty. So uh, it was in the height of Kevin Spacey. That's kind of like uh, so. that's kind of uh, you know one of my riders for making uh, American Beauty two. It's at least going to be better than the first one. So what if American Beauty two that I wrote wins Best Movie Ever Made uh, twenty eighteen? Yeah, that'd could, be great. We could say yeah. Remember When, mm-hmm. and that would be cool. Yeah, remember when he'd John be, Windsor was my, right? My party story. I'd be like, I know this guy that did this. Did that movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that guy. <laughs> you know. I hate that guy. <laughs> so uh, this brings us to um, uh, a question we've been trying to ask uh, every minute since a couple minutes ago. Uh, <laughs> I have an answer prepared for this one. Yeah, who won the minute? Uh, I would like to just uh, say that Cat works at a planetarium. Yeah, I also wrote Cat. Cat won the minute. Who, because she works at a planetarium. Who do you think won the minute? Uh, Caitlin Fatekio. Yeah, probably 
there's nothing really surprising about Julia Roberts double checking the guy's wealth and then like making out with him. Mm-hmm. All that was like, yep, this is the they're in romance zone. But the I'm fact that confused. suddenly Cat was like working at a job that like how many people have you ever heard of that actually work at a planetarium? Like, yeah, there's probably like three job openings in any hundred mile radius of anything. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, I was gonna say at first that Charlie might have won the minute. Because, you know, he kisses Cat, so he... Or no, he kisses Daisy, so he won over Daisy. Like, yeah, but he wins of. everything. Like, I don't think He's Daisy rich. really wins nah. that much. Like, in this situation, Charlie probably wins a little bit more. Eh. I think it's Cat by a mile. Yeah. But yeah, but then uh, yeah. then we jump to Cat, who's like a DJ at a planetarium. Right, And I'm just exciting. like, holy shit, look who won this minute. Looking yeah. forward to look seeing that. Look who jumped that. in at the end and won the minute. Yeah, coming the in from scene behind. develop. <laughs> really wanted to I think she got this, this job, like, because, like, her science teacher from high school, like, recommended her or something. Also yeah. likes to hang out with her, like, yeah. Travers. Yeah, had a, had a wife go away to, like, That was her last Australia. boyfriend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's why she knows so much about science. All <laughs> these male teachers are really friendly. That, you know, like, uh, in a weird way that, like... Nothing in this movie so far has completely precluded the possibility of that being the direction that this goes in. What if this is just this, the latest in a series of inappropriate boyfriends yeah. that, like, Cat has? Yeah. Yeah, what, it, what... Wait, does she have a dad? Because I guess that would be why, I right? don't think so. Yeah. Like, uh, the mom works, and then when they go home, it's just... Like, it, there's no male stuff around as far as I can I tell. I haven't seen the dad thus far. I'm going to assume that they don't have one. Yeah, and that's why they're all terrible at relationships because none of them have dads, and that yeah. that's how that works, I guess. Right? Could be. I guess I, I, guess I, I would see that rubbing off onto uh, Daisy. Like, here's how I think that went. Their dad used to hang out at the Peg Leg Pub. Knocked and up now the mom. Daisy hangs out at the Peg Leg Pub mm-hmm. because Looking she's the new dad. Up. And like, uh, yeah, she is good at pool. Yeah, she's all good at pool and stuff. And you're gonna find out soon. It was like her dad that like taught her all that stuff, and like mm. she's just being like her dad, you know? Yeah. Or she just knows that you gotta go get knocked up at the Peg Leg Pub, and uh, mm-hmm. and uh, she wants to do that, but she had a chance with the guy with the Porsche, and that's better than anybody else had done. Yeah, mm. yeah, and you you can't let all the Charlie Windsors in the world take over Mystic or anything. So you gotta have like you gotta have ten kids, whereas he's gonna have maybe maybe one. Yeah, <laughs> and then he pays you quietly, and you live out the rest of your days in style in dresses that you don't have to return. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Steel dresses all day long here on the Mystic Pizza Minute. Anyway, no, uh, thank you to uh, Caitlin Fontecchio for coming back. Um, and thank you to Steve Richardson, who is our editor. And thank you to Bungler, who does our music. How come you never thank me, Windsor? Because I don't have to. I say your name at the beginning of the episode. Oh, wait, it would, it would be nice to be appreciated. You are like top build. Oh, yeah. I don't need to thank you. Oh, you don't mean that. I thank the guests because they, they trekked all the way out here. <laughs> True, this is your job Came or on over right? on the this super train. You I do. <laughs> You're expected to be here. Thanks for showing up, <laughs> and we're And we're in your apartment. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Thanks for thanks Not for to this. give away You're our like, like, studio location or anything. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for providing the location. Uh, yeah, thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Providing the location for You're very welcome. And thank you to Locations Hub for the idea like the filming locations. All right, see you later, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Bye.